0: Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the only podcast that focuses on mental health while mixing in movies, music, books, sports, and pop culture. Here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Hey, good morning everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Voices for Change 2.0.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. It's uh officially summer.
0: Woohoo. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in uh close to Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> we're not actually in Detroit, but we're uh yeah. on a suburb out skirt of suburb. A, it's
1: it's a stones throw, if it's, you will. Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, it's uh it's yesterday was officially summer, so we are in the throes of summer and that means that every day going forward is gonna get shorter and shorter until finally it's my favorite season of fall. I don't wanna hear about fall. <laughs> it's already felt like fall around here. I don't know what's going on with the rest of you guys, but it's been nothing but rain and Cloudiness, and I'm I'm telling you what I told back the other day. When did we move to Seattle? Yeah, early. You know, it's just it's been that rainy around here. So, um, I I was gonna say something really cool, and
2: (laughs) I can't remember
1: what it was now. Oh, I remember now. Uh, so so it's it's funny. Um, you know, I I wake up really really early every day for work. Right, like I have to be at work around six a.m. So I treasure getting to sleep in on Saturday and Sunday. And it's funny because, you know, we'll wake up and get ready to do the show. And, you know, I'll be groggy and Beck will be groggy. And the second I hear that entrance theme for our show, I just, boom, I'm up. And I'm, <laughs> I'm with it. And it's it's funny because it's, it's, I kind of liken it to uh, wrestling entrance music. Yeah, you, know, you hear wrestlers. No, it's not that good. No, but I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's not. But it's it's the same kind of feeling where wrestlers have said. You know, they'll get they'll hear their music and they'll get all pumped up and they're ready to go out and and kick someone's ass and all that stuff. Well, wouldn't
0: it be nice if we were talking to twenty thousand people?
1: <laughs> it, it, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Slow your roll there. Yes, sir so anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm pumped up for the show because um, cause we're, we get to talk to you guys, number one, and number two, we get to talk to our guest today, and he's from the UK, which always pumps me up because we love the UK, and, uh, and he he's said Birmingham, and he's not far from Birmingham, Birmingham, which is the birthplace of Black Sabbath and Judas Priest,
0: and like I said before, some members of Duran Duran,
1: <laughs> yes, is, some members of Duran Duran. <laughs>
0: Um, no, I I love I love listening to uh, people from the UK say the names of the cities that they're from and the way that because we well, there's a there's a Birmingham here in Michigan but we call it Birmingham yeah and because uh,
1: there's an H in it yeah <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah we watched um, a movie called Fighting with My Family uh, last weekend which is uh, it's based on a, a wrestler uh, by the name of Paige, and um, The Rock is in it, and uh, they say Norwich, and when it's getting pronounced here in, in the U.S., it's Norwich,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they were all yelling, no, Norwich, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny to me because I, I, I it never occurred to me that there would be people correcting the way that we're saying things when when they're you know watching wrestling or whatever TV show that they're watching, but it's um it's funny the the subtle differences make that big of a difference.
2: Yeah,
1: well we you know it's been said that you know Americans and British speak the same language and it's a completely different language.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's very true.
0: Yeah, Eddie Hazard said something along those lines.
1: He did. He's another fave.
0: He's my hero. Yes. <laughs> All right.
1: So that said, let's get to the show. Let's get to the good. Absolutely. Goods. Let's get to the to the shindig. The uh. What we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Not just <laughs> blabbing randomly. <laughs> incoherently. <laughs> and you're stuck listening to it because you chose to. Yeah. Uh, unless
0: they've changed the channel by now, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, please don't. We love you. We'll give you a cookie. All right. well today we are talking to a gentleman that uh, I have recently come in contact with I I don't know him as long as some of our other, as I knew some of our other guests Uh, But he is a really, really, really great guy Uh, He's got a good presence on Twitter, which, you know, for me is important because Mm -hmm. I'm on Twitter constantly. Yes, you are. And um, he's a he's both a blogger. He's got a medium site, and he's also a fellow podcaster. So maybe I'll show up on his show
1: <laughs> if he lets me. <laughs> is, it, is, is a media is a medium site different than a large site or a small site?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, you're confused. Um, <laughs> medium. medium Medium.com is a site where you can go and post your articles and poems and things like that. Oh, okay. I'm on there yeah. also.
1: I I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was a it was a size.
0: No, honey.
1: Try to keep up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 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 my love, who are we talking to? We are talking to the wonderful
0: and talented Dan Udale. How are you today, Uh, Dan?
3: Yeah, very well. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know about wonderful and talented, but I'm definitely Dan.
1: (laughs) Hey, you you forgot lovely. (laughs)
3: That's because I'm not you.
1: He's lovely and talented.
0: (laughs) I'm not you. You say that crap.
1: Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Daniel, I think you're lovely and talented. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I think you guys are lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.
0: Yeah, we didn't plan out as as thoroughly as we usually do what we were gonna say today, so uh that's why we sound kinda scattered, but so forgive us, but uh <laughs> you're getting right. the real right. Yeah it's definitely it's <laughs> definitely
1: us. Yeah, it's definitely us. This is this is as real as it gets. <laughs> so
3: Don't <laughs> worry.
1: How are how are things in uh Birmingham. Birmingham.
3: Wow, Um, we're recovering from um, a lot of rain, and the sun is out, and everyone is kind of like crawled out from under their rocks, and they're going outside, there's actually a food festival, like just down the road from where I'm at, Um, so a lot of people are going to that today, and yeah, it's just nice, nice to see everyone smiling, there's good vibes around town, so yeah, it's good. good.
0: That's good. Did I see that you got a haircut?
3: Yes, yeah, it was about time, Uh, it really (laughs) was, (laughs) so yeah, (laughs) Um, on the Uh, weekends I tend to uh, um, kind of, uh, I like to take myself out of some of my usual routine and I just, I try and, um, I don't know, I try and do some stuff that will like make me feel better and like put me in a good place, like self-care I guess, Um, so like, I'll, I'll get my hair cut, I'll go to cinema, i do stuff like that, so that's what Saturdays are usually about for me.
0: What's the last movie that you saw?
3: Um, I saw Toy Story 4 today. Mm.
1: Oh, how was, how
0: it? was
3: it? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, I kind of like uh, the Pixar films anyway, and um, it was good. I couldn't quite remember what happened in Toy Story 3, so I was kind of wondering, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I
1: all I remember from Toy Story three is crying.
2: Were, <laughs> I saw it and towards the end. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm fighting back tears, and I can't remember what led me to that. But that's all I remember from it. And I'm like, okay, this is horrible. I'm not watching it again because it made me cry.
2: <laughs> so
1: that's all that's yeah. all I remember from it. But uh, yeah, those movies are great. So yeah. I can't get back to I can't get back to sit through Lion King though.
0: No, I don't watch any, don't watch any, uh, even cartoon films where an animal dies. I just, I'm totally 100% against it. Oh, no.
3: Is it because um, <laughs> it's like really, really upsetting or is it just because like you don't even want to see that?
0: It's upsetting for me. And it's funny because even before, not even just, you know, cartoons. There's there's a site called uh, does, it does the dog die I think
1: it's does the dog die does yeah. the
0: dog die dot com, and if there's a dog in a movie you can check that website to make sure the dog lives through it. <laughs> 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 I, I know it sounds I know it sounds crazy but we check it
1: frequently. <laughs> yeah,
0: we do. So, okay,
1: let's go see that pet movie. Looks great. Let's go see it. Let's go see John Wick. Oh, the dog dies. No, oh, no, never mind. No, We're not going to go see John Wick. No John Wick for me <laughs> Yeah. Again. So, yeah, we, we weren't able to get on that boat just because of that. So there's, there's that. Oh, no. But, but <laughs> yeah, the uh, the last movie that we went and saw was uh, Endgame.
0: Endgame, yeah. Uh...
1: Avengers. So, in fact, it's supposed to be coming back to the theaters with some extra scenes, they were saying earlier this week. Yeah, I so, saw
0: something about that. They're trying to tie the record with they're Avatar. Trying to, they're
1: trying to beat Avatar. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. They're getting nice. close. So, we we will be going back to see extra scenes. I don't care what you say. Yes, sir. So. All
0: right, so let's <laughs> focus on our guest now, because that's why he's here. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's right.
3: It's all right. So,
1: we're going to grill you. Do you have any questions
3: for us? Oof. Yeah, I've got questions. You have questions for us? Yeah, I've got questions. Oh, you're going to ask me questions first.
1: Yeah, we're going to ask you questions, but we want to see if you had any questions
2: to ask us. Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. All right. How did you first meet each other? (laughs)
1: Well <laughs> way back, gather, gather around, kids,
2: gather <laughs> a story
1: so way back a long time ago, a long time ago, in the nineties, when there was a o l was prevalent on the internet, there was a thing called the internet um we met on a o l wow, yeah, we were pen pals on a o l and you know had uh Various things in common, like uh, wrestling and certain bands. And uh, because she's, God knows she doesn't like everything I listen to. But, um, yeah, so we we were talking and I decided to meet and we met. And at the time I was a little, I wasn't as mature as I needed to be, to be what she needed me to be. And I stepped away which I'm embarrassed by now, but, uh, couldn't stop thinking about her. And about a year later we reconnected and in three months we were married. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the short of it. So yeah, we, we were talking for a good couple of years before, uh, even meeting. So, and, uh, yeah, there's just, there's something, something about her that, uh, I don't know. And there's still something about her that uh,
0: that you don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I, I I adore the hell out of her. I'll tell you that much. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So that's that's how we met. I, yeah. I so this August, we we'll together eighteen years. We have been married eighteen years. Yes, married. We've together. already been together. We've already been together eighteen
0: years.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, May eighteenth, we were together eighteen years. Yes. <laughs> now <Never> remember that. <laughs> Not that Joe's counting. No, no, but you know, you know, the joke where most guys can't remember stuff like that.
2: Well, I, I so. You're not so gonna there. be that
1: one guy, that's right. I'm gonna make everybody else look bad. That's my Dude. goal. Yeah, I am. I like to say I am an agent of chaos.
0: Oh, my lord. So, so any
4: other questions for us?
3: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't actually, sorry, that's the only one I had. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: that's a good question to ask, you yeah. know.
3: I mean, it's, it's better than,
1: you know, what's your favorite color?
2: Red. All
0: right, so okay. we're going to jump in here and start asking you some questions and, uh, see how it goes.
3: Yep. Yeah, shoot.
0: Uh, the first question that we, uh... Ask virtually everybody that uh, comes on the show is where does your mental health journey begin?
3: Ooh, yeah, good question. Um, okay, uh, it begins for me really when I was uh, 16 years old. Um, I <clears throat> I thought I was just like kind of a regular kids really. Um, I was finishing um, high school and uh we've got these exams called GCSEs and they're like they're like the final exams that you do and they're the grades that can dictate your career i guess whether you want to go to college and that sort of thing um so i'm just about to do those exams and um uh it was after school i was walking home and um i was walking with this girl cuz you know i think i wanted to like chat her up and uh, ask her out <laughs> And, um, I'm walking with her through this park and, excuse me, uh, there's, there's some guys that are kind of like hurling abuse, like generally our kind of way, but there's this like canal in between us. And, um, I'm not even sure if they're like aiming it at us. So I wasn't really sure what was going on. Anyway, I'm kind of like, um, a bit oblivious to that sort of thing. So I was just kind of walking by and there's this, uh, section of the park where like a river and a canal meet and uh, there's a bridge and I met these guys at this bridge and um basically uh I was assaulted um they just started attacking me and um it was all kind of uh, very fast really um it's kind of one of those things when the adrenaline kicks in it's kind of uh it's one of those surreal moments and I kind of get up Um, and, like, all my clothes, like, ripped, and I can feel, like, um, massive, like, bruise on my cheek. And I didn't live too far away from the park, so all I did is I kind of just ran. I kept running um, until I got home. And I can't believe that I actually made it home, so I'm not even that fit. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) I don't actually know how I'm that far. Um, But I got in, and um, I remember feeling... um, like absolutely fine, almost, um, too fine. It was like, uh, it was like I was just numb, like emotionally. And, um, hmm. it's one of those things where like, uh, I was getting my face looked at cause like, I was punched like really hard in like face. So I was getting it looked at cause they were worried that my, uh, my cheekbone was fractured, but luckily it wasn't, it was just like bruised. And, um, hmm. it's one of those kind of surreal things where you are just staring off into the distance and, um, Everything's kind of moving around you, but you're kind of staying still. And um, that kind of started like uh, what was like the next six months in kind of like um, an emotional limbo. Um, I was just kind of on autopilot. I didn't really, uh, didn't really want to go outside. Didn't really do anything. Um, I can't really remember um, a lot of that kind of time. Really, um, I guess you'd say I could could have disassociated from it or, um, you know, maybe it it was like a coping mechanism. Um, But I just completely uh, went into a shell. And I remember kind of coming out of that shell, um, you know, uh, going into like college and sixth form, you know, you kind of, you start off your year all over again, really, in in September. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember just going back to college and being really frightened about, um, going outside. And, um, I always, I'd always get really anxious kind of, um, towards the end of the day. Cause you know, that's when it happened. It was the end of the school day. So the closer towards that time it got, the more I'd get like, you know, my hands would just be like drenched in sweat. Like I'd have this, like, uh, it felt like I just had, um, electricity like in the middle of my chest and, um, mm-hmm it felt like I had magma like running through my veins. It was just like these weird sensations and I had no idea what was going on. Um, I just thought I was like, you know, broken. And I felt as though, uh, I, I was a problem and everyone else was okay. Um, so I just, just felt really alone. and um, like I say, kind of broken really. Um, it just kept getting worse and worse. That was the uh that was the problem. It was kind of one of those things where you think, Oh, it'll just go away, you know, it'll it'll sort itself out. Um mm-hmm. but as college went on, um, you know, especially as I got into my second year, it just got really like progressively quite bad. You know, I was like with college, you get a bit more freedom than with school. Um you know, I, I could yeah you can miss lessons if you want to no one's gonna check up on you and that sort of thing you get a bit more freedom that way so I found that my attendance was really bad in the afternoons and really good in the mornings and it just started getting earlier and earlier and earlier until I wasn't really attending college at all and you know I had this really sweet uh English teacher who was kind of like a mentor to me and he was like you know, he you said, I just don't know what's going on with you, but like, you're really just like letting yourself down. And, you know, I, I was, it, the cycle just kept um, worsening in that respect. Um, I was also uh, getting myself into quite a lot of debt at that time as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd started um, getting these kind of payday loans and, um, you know, cause I'd got my first couple of jobs and, My my relationship with money and also with food uh, just wasn't really that great, to be honest. Um, So I think to make myself feel better about my kind of emotional state, I just kind of uh, abused uh, those mediums, really. Um, I just took them to their very extremes Um, Mm. until the point that I was actually at the end of college and I started an apprenticeship. Um working for a business coach and um I was just in like you know, <laughs> I was in like over five thousand pounds worth of debt and um I was just really struggling with my mental health. Um, you know, it was every day just felt like it, its own battle and um it, it was kind of coming to this climax really. Um and then uh it was kind of one weekend, I've got a really close relationship with my dad. And um, it was kind of mm-hmm. this one weekend I was visiting my dad because my mum and my dad have always been separated. So at the weekends, i go and see my dad. And um, okay. we'd have this big kind of family get-together. And um, everyone had kind of left. And my dad came and sat next to me on the sofa, which was, like, a bit weird because, like, you know, he was literally sat right next to me. And I was like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And he was like, you know, I'm just really worried about you. And I was like, why? Like, I'm absolutely fine. And he was like, well, you know, I don't think that you're fine, really. Um, You know, he said, I I think you, you know, should go see someone. And I was like, well, what do you mean? he was like, well, he said, uh, you know, this is, he said, this isn't easy. But like, you know, I've been going to therapy myself, like, you know, because of uh, stuff that's happened in his own past. Um, and he's like, you know, I've struggled with my mental health and, you know, I'm seeing someone about it and I think you should see someone too. Um, hmm. and I was, at, at first I was like really offended. I was like, why would you even like say something like that? Um, cause I thought he was kind of saying that I was like messed up or something. Um, hmm. and I just, you know, I, I just kind of buried it really, I, I you know, that's the way I do, used to deal with a lot of my problems was bury them and avoid them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of, you know, he gave me this really amazing advice and I, I just kind of ditched it really. Uh, so months and months went by and I finished my apprenticeship and I moved into a job um, in IT working at a, a big corporation, you know, over 500 employees. And I was working in a thought center Um, you know where it's like high volumes you get through a lot of calls each day and you're fixing people's software issues basically Um, at this point in my life I've got loads of debt collectors that are calling me chasing me for money and somehow they've got hold of my phone number at work so they're ringing me at work which is really stressing me out you know I've got all these kind of um, I've got all these kind of problems with my like (laughs) anxiety and Like depression as well, which kind of like weighing down on me, and it just it kind of reaches this uh, climax. And I remember thinking like I just want to go home and just end it all. Like I just don't, I don't see any way out of this. And um, yeah, this was kind of like three or four months after I had that conversation with my dad. And I remember what he said to me. And um, you know, I googled like therapists in my area. And I just rang the first one who kind of, like, had a friendly face. And, um, yeah, that's when I started my my journey with therapy, which was uh, six years ago. Wow. Yes. So, go ahead, babe.
0: So are you still in treatment now?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still go now. Um, I've got a really good therapist, and I've got a really great relationship with her. Um, I've made, like, really good progress. So, yeah, I'll still go. Yeah. I have uh, I have so many questions.
1: Go ahead, babe. Yeah. So the so the first so the first thing is more of a more of a statement than a question that is it sounds like you were battling, you know, PTSD from the attack and uh you know, just kind of kind of disconnected from from the rest of the world almost like you were observing things happening versus being in the moment on things. Does that sound about about accurate yeah that,
3: that's uh that's very true
1: yeah yeah i get that because i i get that way you know just <clears throat> you kind of i i not for the same reasons but you know you just you you're kind of seeing what's going on in life and you're almost almost like an alien observing it you know what i mean <clears throat> it's, it's kind of a weird thing um the uh the question i have for you though is wh- whatever happened between you and the girl
3: <laughs> Nothing actually. And ne- that's the weird thing. Like, you know, it kind of sounds like the start of this epic love story where I got like the like the crap kicked out of me. <laughs> but yeah. I never like really spoke to it ever again.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I
3: was, I was oh, hoping oh, you at totally. least got a
1: date out of it. You know,
3: <laughs> but no, uh, in, not even a sympathy
1: date. Ah, oh, that's a, that
2: sucks. <laughs> oh, Um,
1: but yeah, I, you know, I, I completely feel that, you know, you, you go through this traumatic thing and you're thinking, all right, well, I'll just, I'll get over this. It'll be fine. And then as life goes on, you know, we, we all have, have that kind of thing where, you know, like you, you turned to food and you turned to money. And, um, I, I feel that on a lot of levels, uh, believe you, me, um, Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly the best when it comes to money myself. And, you know, it's really hard trying to defy, you know, the impulse to, to, you know, buy this or buy that. And just, it's, it's hard, you know, cause you know, you get that, that rush of, you know, you've, you've bought like a, I don't know, like a game system, you know, or even just a video game and you're like, Oh, it feels great. And, like a half hour later you're right back to feeling the way you feel you know yeah and it's it's hard I, so kudos to you for finally realizing that hey you know what i need to talk to somebody about this um
2: because
1: mm-hmm. it's it's hard to get to that uh realization and you mm-hmm. know good on your dad you know good on your dad for for pointing that out to you too that hey you know i'm worried about you you know it sounds like he was yeah really, really supportive of what you were going through.
3: Yeah. Honestly, like, uh, he did such a great job. Um, you know, and <clears throat> that's the great thing about my dad. Um, I've actually seen him do it with other people as well, like since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he just, uh, he's really not afraid to have that conversation with people. And, you know, I, I said to him recently, I said, you know, it, it saves lives, like, uh, conversations like that. So, You know, um, you know, um, just always going to be grateful to him for that. Um, yeah, just, just really, really great stuff. And like you said, absolutely supportive as well.
1: And that's, and you're absolutely right. It does save lives. You know, it's people underestimate the power of a conversation. Yeah. And it really, it really make, it can make a difference in a person's life, you know, um, I remember reading a story about <clears throat> this kid that was kind of an outcast and uh was walking home from school and this other kid was kind of like a popular jock kind of kid and um the first kid was kind of having having some problems with some stuff and the and the jock was real friendly to him walked home with him uh helped him carry some of his books cuz he had all of his books because he was going home to uh, uh, kill himself. And because this jock had shown him uh, kindness and had been a friend and shown that he cared, uh, this kid didn't act on it. And they became really good friends. And, you know, wow. he ended up telling him years later and stuff. So, I mean, it's it you never know what kind of impact you're going to have on a person. Um just by showing a a little bit of kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, on that note, we've got to take our our, uh, usual break. So we will be back on the other side. And here is Blake MacGyver with Start to Believe.
4: of my broken life Just remembering when Before I was yours I just stumbled through my feeble lives But now you bring me All I could ask for Give me all that I need Top I said How do we begin to climb Wishing I could Speed ride right through to all the joy Just manipulate time But now I am yours So I'll stop wandering through Those people's lies Cause now you bring me All I could ask for I won't despair My dream come true Who knew Baby, it's you And though I falter I lose control Your soul pulls me through Baby, it's you You know just what to do I guess I'll start. 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 I guess I'll start to believe. I guess I'll start to.
1: Welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0 I'm Joe, she's Rebecca And on the line we have the Lovely and talented Because I know you love (laughs) it when I say that The lovely and talented Daniel Udale
2: (laughs) I have no idea I love that
1: (laughs) Have you seen a picture of the guy? I'm
0: looking at a picture of the guy.
1: He's a beautiful man. Oh. I can I can I can confidently say that that you know and objectively say he is a beautiful man.
0: Yes, he's very, very handsome. Very but,
1: handsome. but we don't have to call him lovely and talented. Sure we do. I'm I'm being hooked in the back by my cat. So Yeah. So we're we're happy to have him on the show. Yes, absolutely. And uh so how has your mental illness changed your life, Dan?
3: Ah, well, um, at first it, uh, it kind of held me back. And, um, that was for, um, I'm trying to think how long that was. It was for about four years. Um, it really had a significant impact on my life. Um, you know, uh, I didn't drive at the time, so I was having to get public transport and, You know, um, when you're suffering with uh, PTSD, that can be really difficult. Um,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. For me, it was um, the constant feeling that someone was out to get me, or, you know, if I didn't like the look of someone, I'd just kind of freak out, really. Um, So Mm -hmm. it was quite difficult. Uh, It had an impact on my social life because, you know, if I went to a party or something, you know, my mood could just change in an instant, really. Um, and sometimes I'd be out with friends, and I'd just, you know, I'd just leave um, because I just couldn't. Uh, I felt like I couldn't cope with the situation, um, so it, it made things really difficult. Um, and it was it was hard to explain to people as well. Um, so, you know, I felt extremely guilty. Um, you know, I felt like I was hiding something. Um, so it had quite a, it had quite an impact in a way, and that was just kind of like on the outside, on the inside, um, you know, it was just my relationship with myself would deteriorated so much as a result. Um, You know, I'd gone from, um, you know, being okay with myself. Um, I don't think I'd been aware of my relationship with myself until afterwards. Um, But, you know, I just, I was like my own worst enemy. It just brought out the worst side of me. Um, And I just took it out on myself. I've never been one to take things out on other people but you know I love to take things out on myself so that was the biggest impact really Um, but the great thing is uh, after starting therapy you know it's really been for me about uh, repairing that relationship with myself Um, and also understanding um, the PTSD as well like where it comes from you know what my triggers are how to manage those triggers Um, so it's I've I've actually got to a point um, now though you know it's been six years like emotionally and uh, mentally I've gotten to such a great place I'm actually like really grateful for what happened because I might never have addressed some of my emotional issues and you know issues from the past if it, if I hadn't gone to therapy and honestly I I can say I, I wake up with such a smile on my face most days because you know I, I still have bad mental health days you know um mm-hmm. i just know what to do with them and i don't really judge myself um you know because i'm i'm my own friend now um you know, i've really learned to enjoy my own company and it's just a a real blessing and a treat in that way um you know so much so that i'm actually uh, i'm training to be a therapist now um oh, so that's
2: awesome I'm, yeah
3: Yeah. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to do, you know, for someone else, what my therapist has been able to do for me. Um, that's what I want to do.
1: That's great, man. And it's, it's, you know, you, you bring up something that we don't really talk about that often in the community, which is the relationship that you have with yourself. You know, it's always, you know, your interactions with, with other people, with the outside world, with people that you care about, with, uh, Perfect strangers uh coworkers everybody, but we don't ever talk about that relationship that we have with ourselves, you know, and that's the thing is you know when you when you look at the the various mental illnesses that that we all battle um they can be downright insidious when it comes to being down on yourself and being hard on yourself you know and and belittling yourself and you know getting through all that you know thinking you're unworthy of happiness unworthy of love unworthy of enjoying life you know and you know being able to say you know stop and say hey you know what no i i am worthy of love i am worthy of having friends and having a good job and being able to enjoy what this life gives me and you know having a good life you know it's we all have to strive to have a good life in spite of the battles that we face mm-hmm. you know and and it's it's almost like an fu to our mental illnesses when we can have a good day you know when we can have a great interaction with family or have a uh just a peaceful moment for ourselves and and live in the moment and you know like we were saying earlier today, it's, it's beautiful out today and just being able to sit out in that beautiful day and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's great that you were able to cultivate that for
4: yourself. Definitely. So what, uh, what, what made
0: you then decide to start a podcast?
3: Yeah. Um, it was kind of uh what I was doing the first bit of my training um I've kind of cause I'm about halfway through my training now um and I was learning all these things uh about myself but also um you know just in general about counseling and therapy and kind of like strategies and that sort of thing. I was thinking like it's just crazy that i I kind of got a bit angry, I was like uh. How is it that this information isn't available? Like, surely people's mental health is like a priority because you know your mind is what guides your body. So you know if you've not got mm-hmm. um, if you've not got that in like a good state of affairs, then you know that's a bad situation. And I was just kind of thinking, like, I just really want this information to be out and about and people to have like a resource to be able to find it. Um, and also uh, people, not only to kind of listen and uh, to get something from it, but they might know someone who's going through something and through listening, they're like, oh, okay, you know, um, I, I can talk to them about it now because, you know, I'm aware of something I wasn't aware of before. Um, so that's why, uh, that's why I started it. I wanted people to have something to look to and, you know, um, either to help themselves or to help someone that they love. That's 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 great.
4: Yeah, you know, And
3: it's and I get that too. With
1: with you know you, you do the the studying and you you find out about things. and It's like why isn't this known? You know. Yeah. Um, that that's the dumbfounding thing. It's like when you're when you're when you're learning about different things that we have to deal with as adults. Uh, you're like, why didn't they teach me this in school? You know, why didn't they didn't why didn't you know, adults tell me about this when I was a kid, you know, just different things. And, you know, that's, so I've kind of taken that up upon myself to, to tell the, the youth of, uh, that I, that I come in contact with, you know, I tell them stuff like, you know, Hey, getting old sucks,
2: you know, <laughs> <laughs> just
1: cause, cause, you know, you, before you know it, you got aches and pains that you didn't realize you had places and it's, uh, it's frustrating, you know, it's like, Oh, I can't do that now. Why can't I do that now? Well, cause you're old. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, yeah. Anyway.
0: So talk to us a l- little bit about what type of guests you feature on your show.
3: Um, gosh, uh, I've had, uh, people from loads of different walks of life. Um, it's really interesting. I've had, uh, lots of different therapists on the show. Um, so that's, that's a great thing. Um, there's many different uh what we call models of therapy um mm-hmm. so i've been lucky enough to encounter people from uh, most models um there's obviously um a lot of people who have got specialties though as well so there's still lots more people that i've got to encounter but um i've had therapists um i had um a lady from australia uh who She's a carer for her daughter who uh, suffers with mental illness. Um, So she was kind of, you know, uh, going through the sort of day to day struggles and she was, you know, talking about tips for other parents that might have uh, children that are showing some of the warning signs. Uh, So that was really great. Um, One of the, I think the first podcast I ever did, um, like where I was interviewing someone else. Uh, There's a guy called uh, Nick Newling and uh, he's from Australia and um, he's amazing because he actually goes around schools and he just talks uh, with kids uh, to talk to them about mental health. And I think some of the work that he does is just incredible. Um, You know, the kind Hmm. of reach and influence that he's got is amazing. Um, So it's great that he's kind of using that. Um, So yeah, those are the, Kinds of people but I wouldn't say I've got A typical guest um, It's just kind of someone Really that's got a story with uh, Mental mm-hmm. health and you know Who can kind of give back to the uh, Listeners really That's cool mm-hmm. that, You
1: know it's good that you're, you're Casting a, a light on these Different stories you know and that's You know we kind of try and do You know the same thing you know it's It's you know the more we bring attention to the good work that people are doing out there, you know, the the better equipped we are to, to overcome the stigma that we run into on a day-to-day basis. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Totally where, can your
0: pod, where can your podcast be found in case anybody's looking to check it out?
3: Oh yeah, of course. Um, so it's available on Spotify. Um, it's available on Apple podcasts. Um, and, it's called uh, Know Yourself, um, and it's also, I'm trying to think, it's also available on uh, Google Play Music, I think, as well. Um, of and, course. Um, I think it's, like, pretty much on uh, most providers as well. If you've got any, like, some people listen to, like, Pocket Casts and stuff like that. So it's usually on those as well.
4: Sweet. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah and, and the all the usual suspects. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the usual suspects. It's got a link as well. <laughs> it's um Anchor uh I think it's anchor.fm uh forward slash know yourself. Cool. Okay. How uh, how how does it go with you with uh
1: talking with folks from down under? I'm only asking because we've tried to get that to work out a couple of times, and and the the time change is just it's been too in, incongruous <laughs> okay. with us, you know. So um, I'm wondering if it's, it's,
3: it's any better. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been uh, times when you know I'm up at like uh, some crazy hour in the morning, or I'm I'm up really late. Um, so. I just kind of have to go with uh, whatever I can. Um, I try and be as uh, flexible with my schedule as, a, as I can, but um, yeah, I just use a lot of kind of time zone calculators on Google to be honest.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. You know, we we
1: we're we're pretty good with it now with. Uh,
0: I'm not. I'll, I'll admit that I'm terrible with the, the time zone thing.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm terrible. Well, we've actually we we downloaded an app called Time Buddy, and uh. it'll yeah, and it's it's pretty cool because it'll show our time zone and what time it is in, you know, like what what Greenwich time is during our time, and you know. I can't figure
0: out how to use it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but,
2: but we've got it. So. so I just ask him. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah
0: she say, asked me.
2: You know, so and
0: so is
1: here. I'll be, out. At, I'll be at work, and I'll get a call. What time is it in London? <laughs> you know, or or what time is it
2: in San Francisco?
3: You know, or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. So um, tell us about uh,
2: your. Uh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, I'm exactly the same like, honestly uh, trying to figure out these time zones is a bit of a nightmare, especially with Australia there's like uh, three or four across the whole of Australia, so (laughs) Oh, geez Wow
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would be, that would definitely be because it gets confusing, because they're like a whole it's like tomorrow there you know Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that really gets confusing you know, It's, it's like Okay, we're talking to you, it's Saturday. It's Saturday for you. It's Saturday for us. It yeah. might be later in the day for you, but it's still Saturday. They're they're already in Sunday, man. They're in the future, <laughs> you know. It, just, what
0: happened? Yeah. It's like, "All right, when did you
1: join Doc Brown and Marty?" And you know. So, yeah, it, yeah. it's we have we have yet to get that to work out with uh to find folks down there, which sucks because there's a lot of great people down there that we would love yeah, to talk New, to. Yeah,
0: New Zealand's another one. That yeah, was, well, we tried and just we we blew coor- it. We couldn't coordinate that yeah. at all.
1: Yeah, we blew that terribly. Yeah. So.
0: Wow, well, I mean,
3: you should you should definitely reach out to uh, Nick Newling. You should you should get him on the show. He's such a great guy. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll track yeah. him down. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should.
4: So tell us
0: about your writing. What types of things do you write about?
3: Yeah, it's a, um, it's, it's funny, actually. Um, I'm kind of going through a bit of a process with my writing because um, I don't have a blog site myself. I've got Medium. And going back to right at the start of the show where you were kind of asking what Medium is. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's mostly just a platform where you can put your articles and, you know, you've got a site – where people can find you if you've not got your own. Um, It's something that I'm looking um, at in the future. Um, I'm just kind of writing so that I've got pieces that people can read and, you know, there's stuff right away that can help people. Um, But I'm trying to go through a bit of a process at the moment where um, when you train to be a therapist, one of the traits that you, you know, would look to enhance and, um you know, kind of really embodies what we call congruence um and congruence is um you know the uh ability to you know say it, say it how it is and be authentic to yourself and
2: mm-hmm. it's
3: very much in the kind of uh, mind 's eye for me at the moment as i'm doing more writing i'm kind of trying to be more authentic to myself when I write, so i'm finding that my writing is changing, so it's quite an exciting time. Um, from that point of view. Um, my, my kind of style of writing is... Um, it's weird. There's this uh, critic that uh, used to write for Rolling Stone uh, called Lester mm-hmm. Bang. Um, and I always really admired him uh, growing up because he kind of wrote his um, articles. You know, he would go to concerts or he'd watch a film and he'd make it into a story. And, you know, I really... I I take elements of that into my writing. I try and, you know, make it humorous and uh, make it into a bit of a story or I I like using imagery as well. Basically, I like making people see what's in my head in their own head. That's what I get a thriller of. And obviously helping people with like the mental health strategies and just general life experience. I mean, like the latest blog post I wrote was about like procrastination because I'm, I've really struggled with that, especially when I'm writing, you know, um, it says a lot about your own self-confidence and self-belief when you, you're struggling to write and, you know, you're encountering procrastination. So I wanted to write about that in itself, you know, to be able to help other people.
1: I'm going to have to read that one because I'm, I'm really bad with procrastination (laughs) as Beck will affirm. (laughs) Um, yeah, I almost cracked the joke and said, yeah, I'll have to read that later.
2: <laughs>
1: but, uh, but yeah, I procrastination, it, it, it kicks my butt, um, almost on a day-to-day basis. I just, you know, why do today what you can put off to tomorrow, you know?
3: Yeah. It, it's, so. it's cool. And I, I, I think there's, um, I think there's, um, I'm not sure about women, um, but there's certainly, it feels like there's an epidemic amongst uh, men uh, with procrastination. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen it quite a lot in the men in my family um, and quite a lot of uh, men. I know in my personal life, Um, I think, you know, I know that some of my sisters uh, struggle with it as well. So I don't think it is just men, but it's where I've noticed it the most. And, I think um, I think it, it's something that needs addressing because I, I think there's kind of two types of uh, procrastination, and you know um, I think both of them have got to do with us as individuals and the way we think and feel about ourselves.
1: Yeah, um, I, uh, I I tend to think that it's it's got to do with uh, you know it's a form of avoidance. You know, uh, you just you, sometimes you you're confronted with something that is potentially uncomfortable and you just, you don't want to have to deal with that discomfort.
0: Sometimes it's a symptom of depression too, though. Yeah. You, uh, and you know, you feel yeah. so, so depressed and so just blah that, you know, you yeah. have to keep putting things off because.
1: And then you get
2: overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. And then you, you try to get up and, and do them and you, you've got, a list three miles long and you can't do any of it so you end up just going back to bed
2: yeah mm.
1: so um we're actually getting close to, to our wrapping up time which really sucks because uh we're we're loving talking to you dan
0: yeah we're having a great
2: time
1: <laughs> yeah um really quick what where is your uh social media where can people hunt you down and you yeah. and, stalk, and stalk you and you know if they want yeah. to send you a cheeseburger you know through Uber Eats or something
3: <laughs> so uh, the main places you can get me um, is Twitter um, on Twitter my handle is at knowyourselfpod um, so P-O-D um, and then I'm on Instagram as well at dudel92 uh, that's U D A L E ninety two. Um, so you'll find me on there, and then um, I've got a medium site as well. Um, you can find me uh, at Daniel James Udell Forrester. Uh, I've got a double barreled surname, so <laughs> um,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I usually just chop it off these days, to be honest, because it's so difficult to explain to people. Um, so I literally just I just keep the my original surname now. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But, uh, I'm like, okay, what does he drive a Subaru? What I I don't understand. <laughs> I
3: definitely <Yeah>. don't.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: so well that's cool. But um, well, I'm I'm pretty Tom, interactive for- um um sorry, I I cut you off there. Um okay. No I'm I'm pretty interactive on uh, Twitter, um and Instagram. Um you know I, If you've uh, got anything that you want to say, uh, feel free to shoot me a DM or say, hey, Um, you know, there's uh, people that, you know, reach out and they want to know stuff. I'm happy to, uh, you know, um, some people like to know what the different types of therapy are and, you know, how much it costs and stuff like that. Just information. Always happy to talk to people and, yeah, just say hi if you want to. Cool. Nice. That's awesome.
0: Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for being on the show with us today. We appreciate it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank
1: you for taking uh taking time out of the middle middle of your day, the beginning <laughs> of our day. And uh, you know, just hanging with us and you know, if there's anything new that's coming up down the road for you, uh, you know, either with your writing or with your podcast or you know, any other events that you're involved in, you know, we would absolutely love to have you back, Dan.
3: Yeah, I really appreciate that. And thanks for you know your hospitality and having me on the show—it's been amazing. Thank you. Absolutely, we love talking to you.
0: We'll stay on the line. We will uh, chat with you in just a moment, and uh, we'll see everybody next week.
1: Yep, we will be exhausted. We'll be but,
0: exhausted, but we'll be here.
1: So, uh, yep,
0: hang in there.
1: Yep, and we're gonna end the show with the song "For You" by Brandon Stansel. Have a great
2: weekend, everybody. I begin
4: slipping in the quicks and i can't run it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right i push and pull with all my mind but it feels like it's not enough it's gonna be all right you make me feel all right in moments and seasons we're caught in the deep end yeah i need a hand to hold me love me like you know me when you Like I'm gonna stay a while. No longer searching. Feels good to figure out. It's gonna be alright. Come take my hand, let's drive. And moments and seasons we come. you You got me finally feeling emotion Lost in the moment Don't know where it's going It's hard, you breathing You keep my heart beating Love looks like falling every day, till I fell for you Feel my feet rising off the ground Yeah, we're touching clouds. Never.
5: Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, universe, and welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We have a fabulous show planned today with lots of cosmic startups which we can integrate into our lives and all of the juiciest Hollywood stories.
6: Hey everybody, I am Sam Davidson, entertainment news journalist, pop culture, junkie celebrity fanatic. I am so excited to be here today talking about the biggest stories of the week and I'm super excited to announce to you guys our special celebrity guest, Elizabeth Francis. Thanks so much for being here.
7: Hey, hey thanks for having me. I'm so excited.
6: So Elizabeth, I feel so strongly about. I interviewed you for the company I work for, MEA, a few months ago, and um, I interviewed you for the show you were currently on, The Sun. Yeah. And it had Pierce Brosnan. It was you know, huge, huge network. Tell me a little bit about how you landed that role because your role in it is so unique. You don't even speak English in it at all. Yeah, I am. Um, gosh, landing that role, I I'm show sure I speak three languages, so that was its own
2: challenge, I love and
7: that. it was amazing. And uh, and we got to spend time. You know, I spent time in Comanche Nation, in Oklahoma, learning about the the culture because every tribe is different, and learning about the language because every language is different. And learning how to bareback ride. And it was really this, like, so cool. tremendous adventure. Lots of growth. Um, uh, it's set in this, you know, historical Western drama with Pierce as our lead. And um, I like to, you know, brag a little am on the, uh, the, his original love
2: on that show.
7: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's like the woman that sets everything, uh, down a dark path after, I can say it now it's aired. Yeah. she has gone.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. Spoiler alert, Um, and the show has taken its final bow, sadly, but you have done so many other really, really huge things. You have been in NBC's Heartbeat, you were in a movie produced by Robert Redford, which premiered at Sundance. You have done so many cool things, but what I love is that I think you're such an up-and-coming artist and actress, and you've been covering and being on all these different red carpets, all these events, and so it's like Hollywood knows that you're creeping up on them. And I can feel
5: it, too. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no creeping, because when we're looking at these stars, there's definitely alignment. Ooh. So that's really great. Yeah, I'm so excited I'm to so excited. to dive into all of that for you, because it's, you know, looking at everyone's charts, you know, we, originally when we just had your birthday, we were able to see, you know, half of the picture of what was going on. So for Pisces, all of that. And So instantly I knew, okay, there's a lot of this great, great energy in you know, spirit happening here. But then also now that we have all of the details for your natal chart, then I could go a little bit more deeply into it and digest other incredible aspects that you're going to be able to harness as well.
7: I'm so excited. Because for me, it's like astrology for dummies. So I'm (laughs) going to ask all
0: of
2: the questions. Yeah. Good. Please
6: do. Well, Kyle, we have a pretty crazy week coming up ahead. So tell us what's going to be going on.
5: This is true. So, you know, done, done, done. We've got Mercury retrograde approaching. That is actually going to be happening in July. But the thing about Mercury retrograde that we're going to kind of learn about today is the different stages that we interact with. So there's a thing that some astrologers and people in pop culture are starting to learn about that's called the shadow. There's a pre-shadow and then there's a post-shadow. So each of those periods are when we are still actually going through effects of a Mercury retrograde situation. However, it is not the most intense period because that actually happens when the planet goes backwards. to kind of break it down here, we're going to dive right in. So Mercury enters shadow on June 20th. This means that the conversations and information that is exchanged now until August 16th will be very much in flux. Whenever any retrograde uh, planet begins and the inner planets are affected, particularly Venus, Mercury, or Mars, these affect our lives very intensely because that's our relationships, communication, all of those kinds of things. You know, but with the outer planets when it comes to Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, you know, anything Neptune, we don't feel those as intensely because they're retrograde for about five months of the year, every year, so they rule bigger areas of our lives.
6: So basically the signs that are being most affected for Mercury retrograde are like cancer and things like that?
5: Well, there's a few different ways. Everyone obviously is going to be kind of universally affected because Mercury rules, rules communication and, and technology. So anything with working parts is going to have a lot of uh, a breakdown, reassessment, so that you can find a better pattern to actually integrate it more uh, effectively into your routine and your life and, and all of that. So that's something that's really crucial to kind of pay, pay attention to. But one little little known thing is that for <laughs> Taurus, which is me. It actually also rules not only our money, but it rules my love life. So every life. time I have a Mercury retrograde, I'm always dealing with actions from the past. And all Taurus will as well. So like that is something I know. But like, you've like a mini Venus retrograde for me every, every time. time that it happens. I know, I know, you know, so but so that's you know but because it rules those parts of my charts. You know, so for Pisces, it would rule, it actually, let me think.
6: Elizabeth is a Pisces. I'm a Pisces.
5: Yeah, so I'm trying to think of, so it would rule actually your partnerships. Oh. So any important business partnerships or, you know, collaborators, agents, managers, those things will always be in flux for all Pisces there, and then they're also going to affect your home life. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yes. So anything to do with domesticity, family communication breakdowns, those things are tending to be uh, also, you know, especially in flux because Mercury in your chart rules okay. those areas. Isn't that really crazy? The partnerships, a yeah. Relationship partnerships, yeah,
7: money, relationships, partnerships. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah,
5: so but on top of you know the general effects of you know, cars breaking down, computers breaking down, phones going on frits, emails getting lost, that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's just kind of in general. In the shadows. Yeah. yeah. So for you, uh, it would be...
6: What I normally go through every day? Just...
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, media is always, because of the way that Libra and, and... So Mercury rules Gemini and it rules Virgo. So that's how I can know where it falls into the chart of how it's actually going to be affecting things very specifically to that sign. So for you... That is media, mass communication, you know, big advertising, academics, those things for all Libras are going to kind of be in flux, but also, oh, it's um, in your 12th house, so the, the 12th house is all about uh, your renewal and healing and any of the, like, the old karma that's kind of being dug up, that always comes up for you, every mercury retrograde, things that you have to release in order to improve and grow from. Hmm. So yeah, so that's just really that's very, very specific. So sorry about that. Well, yeah. Question though. Okay. Yeah. So,
6: I mean, is it possible for a Mercury retrograde to be actually a good experience for Absolutely.
5: somebody? Well, they all are. You know, ultimately every retrograde here is to teach us something and I always really do focus upon, you know, we want to live our life of abundance or we want to be redirected on our soul path to to live the life that is actually most beneficial in this lifetime for us, and, and and have those specific milestones happen. If we're running forward all the time, we don't have the opportunity to take to take a step back, and learn and breathe and realize that we might have to pivot directions to get more things. But I want.
6: keep on learning. I'm, you know, I just want to to have a little. It's. it's Mercury retrograde, for me, feels like going to the dentist. You know, you get that call and you go, I swear to God, I just went. I feel like I know it's good for me. I don't want to, to do this again. I don't want to
7: show anyone. Exactly. Right.
6: But That's in there. That's between yeah. the molars. I should make a meme about that. <laughs> totally, totally. Mercury retrograde, is like going to the dentist. Again, it's time. I was just here.
7: Yeah.
6: I was going to say
5: going to the gynecologist
6: then. Oh, that's true. That's,
7: uh, I'm never going to have that experience.
5: So, Mazel tov. Right. So, all right. So, to dive into specifically about the retrograde, I've written up some information here. So, the Mercury retrograde pre shadow corresponds to the time during which. Mercury Mercury traces the path in the sky that it will later return to as it moves backward during the actual Mercury retrograde phase. Often, it is during this time that the conditions are set up for the retrograde phase that follows. As Mercury slows down just prior to its retrograde motion, the contributing factors and the experiences of this cycle are strengthened. And this is indicated, you know, as we move into that part of the calendar. Then we move forward into the actual Mercury retrograde phase, and that is when Mercury appears to have stopped and then goes backward. Near the beginning and end of the retrograde phase, these are very strong effects because that's it's, it's kind of being shaken up. It's standing still. It's it's re you know addressing that. So things get very chaotic right at the beginning and right at the end. Always mm. the retrograde phase. It's famous for revealing the consequences of inattention to detail, wrong assumptions as well as errors in communication and transportation. So all of these are usually being set up in the pre-shadow phase. So everyone that's listening, every, you know all of us here are right here too, start paying attention to the 20th until Mercury goes retrograde on the 7th of July. So we're actually, those the, all of those days, we're going to be noticing where the breakdown is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because once the 7th happens, all the way until the 31st of July, that's when shit hits the fan. That's when it's going to be actually going down. But you can kind of, like a story, just see where you're going. Does that make sense?
6: Yes, we're going to see basically like all the little
7: all crap. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly.
5: That's, I'm getting it. I'm yes, good. totally.
6: totally. Have, you, have you guys ever seen the Adam Sandler movie called Click? It's no, like his yeah. most dramatic one. Basically, he has a remote, and he can click through times of his life he doesn't want to deal with. And then, <laughs> you know, the lesson in the end is that you have to experience these things because he feels like he's missed his entire life. But, mm-hmm. you know, right now I really would like to click through Mercury, which <laughs> okay. Right. Can I click forward and
7: rewind?
6: Yes, right and just now, watch
7: right?
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then moving forward to the post-shadow, which we will get into, get into uh, later on into August, that's when Mercury is actually moving forward again. And this phase refers to the time when we are retracing those things that happened throughout the retrograde period that we need to actually realize were important to be addressed. So this reveals all of the errors in communication and travel and, you know, connection that were going wrong. One thing that I was actually doing research on here is since this retrograde happens predominantly in Leo and Cancer, it's going to affect very specific things. So traditionally, retrogrades in Leo affect rulers, presidents, as well as companies and people who are in autocratic positions. So it starts there, but then it begins with this cancer pre-shadow. So the actions and response of the people or the governed will will have an effect throughout everything that's happening collectively on a major global scale. Whoa! So we're talking like the higher. Yeah.
4: Totally. Exciting and terrifying. I know. Right.
5: I'm like,
6: well, Trump's a Gemini, so. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and, but that's his ruler. It means that right. every. So, so here's the thing too: is that every time your ruler is, is going backwards in the sky, it actually lessens your power. So you do not have as much strength to make your endeavors happen. So, Sam and you and I are actually always on the same because <laughs> we're ruled by Venus. You're Libra. I'm Taurus. So. That's why when we like, we just like lose our minds, you know, like, oh my God, you know, it's it's like, together. Together. Together, yeah. Yeah, at least we're
4: together for this.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So for you, it's Neptune. Oh. And Jupiter, because you have two rulers as a Pisces.
7: Oh, right. Because I have the two.
5: Yeah, so Jupiter's actually retrograde right now. So you're going to see so much massive you know, renewal and, and movement starting August 11th for the rest of the year because okay. that's when it's going to be direct again. So there's, and that's the thing is with, with astrology, we're dealing with so many cross-currents. There's a lot of different factors. You know, it's very rare that there's going to be a time, there was one earlier in the beginning of this year and there will be one again next year where all of the planets are direct. So all of your actions and things are going to be able to move very rapidly forward. But it also means that you can burn out because you're expending all of your energy rather than having anything slow you down mm-hmm. oh. so
7: yeah It yeah. is so cool because you always hear about as an astrology for dummies person you always hear about like you're on sign but there's so many factors
5: going into it oh totally totally and I love diving into it because you can you can see different ways that you can harness certain things you can utilize them you know let's say you want to focus on you know there's a good time for love but, there, but the planet of love is going backwards, well then it says maybe you should be returning to someone from your past or, a con- you know, like, using, using the, the, you know, rather than fighting the ocean waves and constantly being battered down, like, let's ride it and right. go out to sea and, you know, and, 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 and enjoy, embrace all of that, she so. when
7: there's storm. Yeah. Ride yeah, the wave in. <laughs> totally,
5: totally. So the last thing I'll just mention here is speaking of the, of, uh, you know, the ocean, we are upon the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year, mm-hmm. on June 21st, so cheers to that! Like, Woo-hoo.
2: Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Cool
5: day! Does <laughs> <laughs> So this is very significant for us because it's not only the official dawn of summer, but we're transitioning into cancer season, which we'll dive into later, which is your rising sign. So whenever Cancer's highlighted, you're going to light up. And so that's really beautiful for you, um, just in general. When the sun is encountered, collectively we can all look at this as we are very self-protective under this influence. So our attention turns to our nest, our homes, our families, or anything that makes us feel at home safe and secure. Nurturing and taking care of our loved ones or pet projects will come into focus at this time and our emotions are going to run deep. Because of this, we are more susceptible to the ups and downs of the moon and the tides of our emotions during this time. So, you know, be aware of this, understand this. And then use it to your benefit. That's what we got for it this week.
6: I love it. Well, guys, next is my personal favorite segment, which is our pop culture segment. It is going to be great. We have some very juicy stories for you guys, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. Our next segment is going to be our Celebrity in Pop Culture segment. We have some really great, juicy stories for you guys that we cannot wait to get into. The first one is very exciting for me and probably both Kyle. We are big Swifties, big Taylor Swift fans. This has been a very big uh, month for her. As many of you may or may not know, she has been in an epic feud with Katy Perry for about the past five years, and it all started over a fight over backup dancers. Apparently, Taylor mm. stole some backup dancers from Katie and Katie. Yeah.
2: Katie. Shady. <laughs> <laughs> all of it out.
6: Well, I mean, apparently according to Katie, Taylor was, Taylor was the shady one. Mm. But then who knows what really happened. I mean, Bad Blood was based on this that you know, that epic song that Taylor did in the music video that was supposed to be about Katy Perry. And each of them were just publicly slamming each other, especially for women that were like very into building others up. It was an unfortunate, um, you know, butt of heads. But last week Katy Perry posted an Instagram photo of a plate of cookies with the phrase Peace at Last written in red on the plate with two peace signs and they were from Taylor Swift. I, I bet you she baked them herself and I bet you Katie was like, someone please eat these to make sure there's not poison in
2: them. This is a Right, totally. But
6: the person's still alive, so she's like, cool. So she posted it on Instagram with the <laughs> caption, uh, feels good, tagged the location at Let's Be Friends, and Taylor responded with a bunch of heart emojis, so, you know, all is well. But Taylor has been just promoting her new music like crazy. We had Me come out this past, uh, it was in May, I believe, Me came out and that was her first single from her new album, but we didn't know much about the album. And Kyle and I have done some some stories on Taylor and the direction that she's going to be going in with her music and her life. But someone at iTunes is probably going to get fired soon because uh, they accidentally posted the album cover and the name of Taylor's new album and took it down like literally within minutes. Taylor is in her, like, rainbow merch in front of a big rainbow cloud, and the title of the album is Lover. So she, of course, then went to Instagram Live to announce that the title of the album is, ooh, guess what, Lover. (laughs) And it is 18 tracks, which is the most number of tracks on an album she's ever had. And, you know, it all came at very interesting timing with this whole Katy Perry thing, and then to promote her newest single, You Need to Calm Down, on Instagram, she was releasing the names of the stars that were going to be in the music video, which was released last week, and we got a bunch of the queer eyed straight guy guys, um, Ellen, um, Todrick, who also like produced the video with her, and I mean so many people, and that are big specifically in the LGBTQ community. So the video came out. They didn't mention Katy Perry's name, but it said and more people had hope. When the video came out, it literally um, was so beautiful and well done and fun and a super great summer anthem. Did she say you cried? Uh, no, Kyle cried, your roommate. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he said he cried. Uh huh. Yeah, on, on Instagram or Facebook, he's like, I cried. Like, yeah, I almost cried. I watched it. Yeah. I and mean, it was It's really fun. I already saw myself kind of recreating the video in the pool because she's on a little floaty, like wearing her glasses, and that's basically where I live in my pool on a floaty. So it's it's very true. And so we see all these people. Um, Ellen is getting a tattoo that says, Cruel Summer, which we think is another Easter egg to what could be her next single. And then towards the end, we see Katy Perry arrive dressed up as a meatless burger. And Taylor Swift is dressed up as French Rides, which represents BFF, and they hug and dance together. We're all, and then there's also a bunch of drag queens in the music video, too, that are, um, are drag queens for the most iconic pop stars. There's a Taylor drag queen, there's a Katie drag queen, there's an Adele drag queen. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I have chills talking about it. Um, so, yeah, everything seems to be all and well in their camp, but I wanted to see Kyle, like, what do you see going on? What's the compatibility between these two women?
5: Totally, totally. So Taylor Swift is a Capricorn Rising, Sagittarius Sun, and a Cancer Moon. Katy Perry is a triple Scorpio across the board, so Rising, Sun, and Moon. So she's a very pure Scorpio energy. She's got all of the greatest things of a Scorpio, but she's also got the darker ones, too. Whether or not she wants people to know that, she does hold grudges and she does for keeps. That's why, you know, underneath all of this, she was resenting it and didn't want to get over it. But, you know, there's actually a lot of interesting things going on here astrologically, which we're going to go into. Astrologically speaking, as we've mentioned before, Taylor is going through eclipses in her identity. This is changing and shifting it, showing she is being directed to her highest purpose and wants the world to see her in new and transformative ways. Also, with Jupiter being in her sun sign until December of this year, she's in a phoenix being reborn part of her life that is establishing patterns for the next 12 years. Next year will also be big for her because of her Capricorn rising when Jupiter goes into there throughout 2020. She's getting rid of old ways of doing things, releasing the baggage and karma, and wanting to shake it off, so to speak. like Also, with Jupiter being in your sign, you're luckier too. And she wants to set good patterns into the cosmos and into her life for those coming 12 years. The sun is currently in her house of partnership right now, with which it, it was showing that this is a perfect way for her to unite with Katie in a pleasant way. The house of partnership also rules open enemies, too, meaning that she and Katie were all about their bad blood. And I did it again. And now they've their differences into a mutually beneficial partnership now instead. That's why sometimes people say, you know, keep your friends close but your enemies closer because you're actually in a partnership with the people that you hate.
7: Ooh. Yeah. That's like You just dropped some wisdom mm-hmm. right there. I mean, it's literally,
5: that's straight up astrology. Absolutely. astrology. Think about it, right? You are in partnership with your, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? Totally. I'm so
6: bad at that, though, because I kind of always just, like, fall in love with, like, the people and, and just want to automatically trust them. And it's like, oh, we're chill now. And I'm like, oh, I forget that sentiment. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Just because they're close doesn't mean they're your best friends.
5: Yeah, well... I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to surround myself with people that bring toxicity into my life. Right. But even if they don't present themselves very, like, specifically in your life every day, when you, when you bump into them, there's this, this connection. You both are invested in hating each other or yeah. not liking each other or resenting each other, you know, and investing within that. And obviously, it's best to just let that go. You know, and then you don't have to be enemies with each other, you know, or exes or anything of that nature. And I'm really in a place where I'm just releasing that. And I think everybody hopefully can get to that place too, because holding on to that will just make you sick. Yeah. yeah, I
6: feel like Elizabeth Liz though, like you don't have any enemies. I literally couldn't see anybody, not like liking you or getting along with you. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like you. I'm,
7: I'm I meet people and I like fall in love. I'm just like I just love you. Who are you? I want to know all about you. Yeah. So I've had to learn that. I've mm-hmm. had to learn that. Like you know what? Like maybe we're not vibing. It's okay to have to say. So I, yeah, yeah. But I really genuinely like enjoy 99. 99- Point nine percent of U V. Me too. Me too.
4: Yeah, I, that. I used to.
7: That's point, that's point one though it's real because I know yeah. I can
2: recognize
5: it when I'm like, no, nope, yeah, totally. I see you. Well, just to finish the story though, on Katie's end of things, Uranus, the planet of transformation and liberation, is currently in her house of partnership, shaking things up and helping her shiver out of old patterns. We'll roar out of them, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to liberate her more and help her establish unique partnerships, collaborations, and relationships, perhaps perhaps ones that she never even ex- expected before. So that's how it aligns specifically at this moment in time for them both.
6: I will say that I do think Katy Perry maybe needs the boost up right now. Her music has become kind of stale and weird, and just this all out odd. Her performances have been odd for some time, so maybe... Taylor. For her Phoenix like <laughs> rising moment.
5: Well, like. she already had that. So, eh, sorry, not that <laughs> yeah. <not> happened again. <laughs> I <need it>.
2: yeah. <laughs> well,
5: there's different things. You know, we can see her like, creativity being spiked, or her career achievements being spiked, or actually she's going to have a, a new moon in that area at the end of the at the end of July. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that she's on a downward spiral, but the patterns that she was building with Jupiter and her sign back in 2018 are really the most crucial ones to follow her for 12 years.
6: Okay, well, you know what? I, I don't feel bad for her. She's marrying Orlando Bloom, so I think she'll be okay.
5: I met them. Did I tell you? No. Oh, really? You yeah, I bumped into them. I was at a concert, and we were just, like, hanging out in the same group, and I was like, what is my life? <laughs> so weird. <It laughs> wow. so weird. I know. was it? Uh, years and years. Oh, awesome. Yeah, back what, in, At Pride? No. No, this was back in November, and I was, like, literally, like, I was having a blast with some friends, and, because um, we personally had tickets mailed to us, or... Emailed to us from Ollie as the lead singer. And again, I was like, what is going on in my life? I, oh my God, whatever. And then we like happened to just be like hanging out with Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. And I was like, literally, like it was so crazy because they did like a wave to her from the stage and everyone turned to look at us. And I was like, oh my God, dangerous. What is going on? And I was instantly thinking, I'm like, how can I steal all this energy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, so like, I was like, like I want a harder <laughs> thing Come
4: on. You know, so anyways, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> so like, that's, my weird, my life that's my weird... <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. On um,
6: a less positive <laughs> note, we have a, another celebrity scandal where another man has gotten himself into some trouble. <laughs> Big freaking surprise, guys. I honestly just think these things are going to be continuing to... The, the, I mean, the Me Too movement just really got the ball started to roll and yeah. Our next um, guy is Cuba Gooding Jr., which is very sad. He's um, been an inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, are you a fan, Liz? I was. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, show me the money. Uh-oh. but
4: Cuba.
6: Yeah, you know, Cuba. So for a while now, there have been rumors that Cuba Gooding Jr. has had some inappropriate actions towards women. And when I say for a while, like there's so many people that are accused of things that and the truth is is that a lot of them are true, but aren't taken seriously now, like the FBI is actually looking into a case from a few years ago of a woman coming forward um wow. about him. but yeah, last around last week a an n y u student was at this very high end New York city bar rooftop, and um she went to the authorities afterwards because he like. Touching her, touched her boobs, and the weird part is his girlfriend was like there the whole time, but the there's footage of it from the nightclub. It it's on camera, and um, there's another really big influencer, uh, Claudia Oshre, who has this like really cult following, including people like me. She has a podcast called The Morning Toast that I listen to every day, and she's a stand-up, and part of her stand-up routine. Is the time that Cuba Gooding Jr., she was out when she was 16 years old in New York City at a club with fake ID, drinking, whatever, like what kids do when they are from Manhattan, and he stuck his finger up her butt.
4: No.
6: And, you know... No. Yeah. And so she's... Made a joke out of this. She didn't know. She was afraid to say anything to anyone because she was 16 years old in a club drinking. Oh my God. But so now, like that has come out and she's all over headlines. Um, and he actually has surrendered to police in New York City and has turned himself uh. in. And now there's all of these other like cases that are being opened up, but his um his lawyer still says the woman from last week was stalking him, wouldn't leave him alone, blah, blah, blah. So it's just, but and I think Cuba, you know, was just like, I'm just going to turn myself in at this point. Like, you do what you got to do. I do what I got to do. So what what's going on with him?
5: Well, you know, we are going to be seeing a lot of these kinds of things with Capricorns coming into the light because of the eclipses. That's a big, big thing that's been going on. And we, we first started hitting those eclipses at the beginning of this year, so all Capricorns, you know, I this is you're, you're being redirected to your highest destiny, you're not necessarily going to be, you know, exposed for negative things if you're not being doing negative things, you know. Mm-hmm. But we will be seeing actually Capricorns rise to prominence, but we'll also be seeing a lot of them fall, so mm-hmm. just prepare for that. And I'm predicting that here for the coming year and a half, anyway. So, Cuba is a Capricorn, and we are seeing a lot of Capricorns in the center stage now and will continue to now throughout all of 2020. This is because of the eclipse cycles going on and the powerful destined events that are coming to fruition. Also, with the full moon in Sagittarius happening this week, it falls in Cuba's 12th house of karma, renewal, and confinement. This is a place where the dark, dirty, deep, and intense energies lie, and where we go to withdraw from the world. This area of the chart also rules rehab, therapy, or even prison which is why he is turning himself in under the mighty power of this full moon.
6: When I read that last night when you sent me the notes, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's really on point and nuts.
5: Yeah. Also, there was a new moon solar eclipse that fell very close to his birthday this year on January 5th, and he is the second, meaning he is harnessing that energy tremendously into his year. Big new beginnings and big things are coming for him. Last with a full moon solar eclipse happening just one month away, July 16th, it is about big things coming to light about Capricorn. Sometimes this puts them in front and center in a good way, and they can bask in that glory. However, it can also illuminate big things that they do not want exposed. Expose, and this is the perfect example. Yes.
2: Mm. well Mm-mm.
6: good riddance I don't feel that's bad I
5: mean like <laughs> are, you know the universe
7: is going like mm-hmm. I see you right um, ho-
5: yeah. ho- totally right I you know, think you're God get out of here So like,
7: what makes someone when is it ever a good idea to stick your finger in a stranger's butt I mean
5: yeah. I not to be gross but I've had many men try to do that to me and oh. it's never been a cute thing <laughs> and I'm like no but like honestly, I mean, I haven't had it happen in quite a while. But like, I remember being literally like 18 years old at the club, literally, and you know, just dancing with with people, and like, people would try to do that to me, and I'd be like, "Alright, no." And that was when I was like all top, and I was like, "Get your hand out of there! There's nothing goes <laughs> I there!" And like, never, no, 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 no. no. But, but, you <laughs> right and i'm just like oh no just i'm sorry i'm just like sweating of grossness right uh, now I'm i like, know no. so i mean and
6: claudia you know that girl now she's in 26 so this was a decade ago so he's been doing stuff like this for
7: oh, more, I for think quite more some and time we are going
6: to come yeah. Um, and
2: too. Yeah, I mean. join
6: the club. Let's create a Facebook group about it. Ew. i just getting yeah. Disgusting. Well, hopefully, he, you know, he'll probably go into some, like, <laughs> sex addiction. It's
4: just alcohol. so, Ugh.
7: you hear these things, and you're like, how can anyone? It's so, almost so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's, it's horrible and horrifying, and mm-hmm. also so... So ridiculous. Yeah, and it just
6: makes me sad because it ruins all of these like yeah. fantasy memories that I've had. Yeah. You know, like when he's shooting Jerry Maguire and he run and he won the Academy Award, and we're all thinking, oh, what a cool, good guy. Like he's probably doing that the entire time. He's
5: taking yeah. all yeah. button Yeah, <laughs> and
6: maybe Tom Cruise liked it. I don't know. Oh no,
5: <laughs> we have not gone there. Don't yet. come for me, no.
6: Scientology. No. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Okay, so our third story, and this will be a quick one, but, you know, I I like The Bachelor, and I know some of you guys, too. So um, Bachelor in Paradise couple, Crystal Nielsen and Chris Randone, they were in Bachelor in Paradise last summer. Uh, Crystal was on Ari's season, and she was the big villain. Chris was on Becca's season, which came directly after. He was also a villain. They met on Paradise. Yeah.
7: I remember him. Mhm
6: no one particularly liked either of them or was super excited to have them take any more screen time but they got a new image last season on Paradise they fell in love they have a YouTube channel now they're like they're so, they are very in love you can tell um and but they're just like it's like Ugh, I feel gross like I don't want to watch this anymore this is like too much they actually did some kind of instagram ad um for i think it was a razor of some sort of him like clipping his pubes and she'd be like come on babe let me help you and oh, it's like wow. her on the ground like shaving his pubes and it's coming everywhere um but yeah. so it's like they're in love they're great
5: another thing though i just don't even ever want to know yeah about love is letting your partner shave your pubes yeah i mean, I, I would do it but like okay never mind
6: yeah so um, they, Bachelor in Paradise is uh, currently shooting, uh, Bachelor in Paradise will premiere the first week of August, I believe, and they are having, they had a surprise wedding a couple of days ago. People have covered it, it's like not that big of a spoiler, it's all over the internet, and so I just was curious, like are these two just crazy fame addicts or are they actually compatible?
5: Sure. So let's just start at the beginning. The Ari is a Virgo, and we addressed that last week. Mm-hmm. His wife Lauren is a Scorpio, uh, so you know obviously we talked about how their compatibility really worked. Crystal, however, is a Libra. While we don't know all of their rising signs, we do know that Earth and Air signs do sometimes have a difficulty aligning. Virgos are more practical and want all the nitty-gritty details nicely fit into a box, whereas Libras can overlook those things and would rather focus on the bigger, funner, exciting vision of everything going around them. Libras are also notoriously a bit traumatic, and this can cause major anxiety for Virgo. So this is definitely where Ari and Crystal are not aligned. And I'm I'm yeah. looking at you. I'm looking at you, Sam.
4: Okay,
7: I won't she's date. she's a Libra. She's a, straight uh, up. She's a pure uh, Libra. Oh
6: no. Triple. A double.
5: I'm a double. I'm a double. Hey, now. Aquarius. But so we have, we have see if we get along. We both have the Aquarius moon, okay. and I'm an Aries rising, which is of partnership, and we co-hosts.
4: I am yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, you're absolutely. fabulous. I love you. Right? I'm just a bit dramatic.
5: I love you. <laughs> <it. a> <laughs> Very sensitive, okay? <laughs> yeah, I love you. I'm, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm going to cry. So, no, gonna cry. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Chris is a Sagittarius, uh, a sign that is also a bit dramatic, flamboyant, and dynamic. They love stimulation and crave freedom and excitement like it's a drug. Becca is an Aries who is also a fire sign, and technically these two signs can work together and make fireworks together. Yeah,
2: because
6: they did have random chemistry. And yeah. I, no one understood why. They're like, ew, this guy's crazy.
5: <laughs> there's a lot of passion instantly here and ready for the taking, and so they're going to fan each other's flames. But if they clash, Becca the Aries will become very angry, and that will scare the Sagittarius away. So There's that. Then, jumping back to the little match made in paradise, though, Crystal, a Libra, is actually quite attracted to Chris, the Sagittarius. They are a good match because they don't pressure each other and they both can open up and try new things. This will actually allow them to feel secure in one another's arms, and it will surely be a fast and shotgun flow because Venus, planet of love, rules crystal, and Jupiter, planet of optimism and hope, rules Chris. So their communication, insight, interests, and values will likely be pretty aligned, and fire needs air to burn brightly. So this can just be a fun pair.
6: Oh. Oh, I think they're gonna have a baby soon. I, that, that's my I can foresee that yeah because yeah. they've been kind of talking about it and you know any kind of um like spawn con they can get out of fertility um, stuff I think they're already trying for so um, yeah I mean you know the world of Instagram <laughs> um, deep dark rabbit hole it really is our celeb WTF of the week I love because I actually really like these two people so Cara Levine and Ashley Benson um Hi. They they've been unofficially dating for close ish to a year. You know, Cara is a model turned actress. Not not a fantastic actress, I will say, but you know what? She has a great face. Super interesting. Yes, super interesting. And she has been known to be sexually fluid, and the past couple of years has been said to be with some women. However, Ashley Benson, one of the stars of my favorite TV show, Pretty Little Liars. Yes, I got. I could watch that show a million times over. And so she has dated, you know, some of Hollywood's hottest guys, and what's funny is she did date her co-star from the show Tyler Blackburn, who has now come out as bisexual, and so she...
5: I'm sniffing a beard situation. Yeah,
6: I I think that was likely what was
5: happening. (laughs) Well, they're both hot, and they're both powerful. Yeah, and they were dating on the show. Yeah.
6: So... But Kara and Ashley have people were saying, oh, they're dating, and there are some paparazzi photos of them like kissing on the street, that kind of thing. So they it was a refrigerator, by yeah. way. okay, so they had been seen by paparazzi on the street kissing, blah blah blah. I honestly just thought they're two party girls because it is. I mean, there's also been some drug rumors <laughs> between the two of them. Oh, no. I mean, you know, they're just part like they look. They look like party girls, and they're young, they're beautiful. Um, I'm not saying it's. it's cool, but whatever. I thought maybe that's what this was. However, this is Pride Month and Kara came out on Instagram to post a a video of her and Ashley just, like, hardcore making out with the hashtag Pride. And, you know, so these two, like, if it's not Instagram official, then I don't know what is official. Right? I'm
5: going to just, I'm throwing that out there, world. You better listen to that.
6: Yes. Instagram. So I mean, Ashley...
5: I'm, I'm judging.
6: <laughs> Ashley has, con- you know, commented with, like, hearts, love, whatever, rainbows, you know, all that stuff. And um it's a really great pair. Also, a few weeks ago, I think they have a place in Los Angeles, and they were both seen... Carrying in a sex swing box and just laughing and smiling. Oh God, I can't wait yeah, till I, my
5: future husband and I do that. Oh, yeah, so I, that's gold. Hashtag right there. Goal.
6: Those are
7: couple goals. God, yeah. Kyle, from from <laughs> what I
0: oh, wait, you have one. <laughs> yeah,
2: you gotta do what you gotta. Oh my God, I love you.
6: <laughs> well, oh from my God, yes. What I know that Kyle has told me before this about this couple, like this is some interesting hot stuff. So tell us what's going on between these two Ooh. sexy ladies.
5: Absolutely. So Kara's a Leo, Ashley a Sagittarius. This is absolute sex-bomb potential. There is a lot of passion and excitement in this pairing, especially because for Leo, Sagittarius rules the fifth house of romance just from there. So this is a splendid match. Ashley will keep Kara guessing, whereas Leo's strength and stability will give more spontaneous Ashley a fun place to tether to. So they have this you know, really dynamic energy that's going on, They intuitively understand each other, and it's a gorgeous moment together. Also, right now, it is a full moon in Sagittarius this week, so for Kara, she's making big vocalizations and displays of love, whereas Ashley is feeling herself front and center. That's literally what's happening right now, astrologically. Yeah, they naturally light each other up in this way, and even though it's obviously Pride Month, there's also magic in the stars explicitly for that. Last with the sun across the sky from Ashley, she's focusing on her committed partner in making it clear how important her one and only is, which again, is all about being public. So congrats to the lady Yay. power couple. Yeah.
6: I have the chills. I love it. It makes me happy. Good for them. Yeah, totally. Well, next, you guys, let's get into Elizabeth Francis's chart. She has some super exciting stuff going on. I cannot wait to hear it.
5: Absolutely. So I'll actually email this to you after. So excited. Yeah, if so you can really take a deep dive into it, you know, I always tell people whenever I'm doing their charts, like, it's so long and, you know, it, there's a lot to digest. So, like, when you wake up at, like, 3 a.m., when you just start, like, you know, perusing Instagram, read about you. How about that, you know? More. <laughs> hire me. Hire me. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, have to read your
0: chart. <laughs> right?
5: I mean, for real, I'm kind of pretty cool. So, um, anyways, you are a Pisces, one of my favorites. And you are Cancer Rising, which is also one of my favorites. So, we're just festive messages. We're in. Yeah, we're totally here. So, all that water energy is very, very strong for you. So, for the rest of your life, you're going to read for both signs every horoscope. So, you are half Cancer, half Pisces. Now, just remember that. Got you. So, anytime the sun is in those areas or a planet, you're going to be kind of radiating and having a lot more attention being directed to you. Mm. So, there's that. You're a Sagittarius moon. So that's just good to know as well. But you do have a lot of your planets that are are in uh, Pisces. So your Mercury is there, your Venus is there, your Jupiter is there. We could dive into all of the big expansive things with that, but this, that is very complicated. And yeah. I kind of want to jump to some of the transits. Because as an astrologer, you know, one thing that I really do specialize in is looking at where the planets are now and how you can harness different aspects for your life or when you can do that, when that window is open mm-hmm. for you. Because... There's a billion astrologers out there that can, you know, be like, well, this is what a Sagittarius moon is or whatever it be. You know, you can read that online, but I want to focus on how you can actually use it productively for your life.
7: I love that.
5: So, yeah, that's been my really big focus of astrology, which, you know, I think there's got to be something, you know, it, it's great to really have that psychological assessment, but I want to know how I can find love or when I want love yeah. or, or when the I can. Tool. Exactly. I use exactly. And it's a strategies because, you know, and you can get everything in your life if you want if you just know when the timing is to do it.
7: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm excited.
5: So, uh, big things here. Right now, Jupiter is a planet of miracles, good fortune, luck. It takes 12 years to go around the sun. Currently, it's in your house of fame and honor. So, starting since last November until December 3rd of this year, you are laying massive, massive career opportunities. So you need to do everything that you possibly can, everything that yeah. you possibly can, to increase your fame, increase your career, and increase your impact on the world.
6: Liz, can you tell us what was happening during that time that he just mentioned? Oh my what? gosh,
7: when you said November, I was like, whoa, there was something that shifted for me in November that I went, you know what, I'm going to take, it's been like, family it's been like there was like a season of and i went you know what it's time for me to like turn this on myself yes like focus on me and it was literally november so i was like what yeah. um so yeah and then and with the show having been out and like you know doing carpets and doing but it's all meeting, it's you know, about publicity. It's all about yeah. that which for me is is you know it's kind of like it's like learning to just embrace that. That's the star power. The that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You know, so, but the important thing for you to know is that this doesn't necessarily have to be the highest point of achievement for twelve years, mm-hmm. but you have to lay all of the most important seeds this year because if you don't, then it will not increase. I, it feels like a sound. So you agent. need exactly you need to build upon all of these things. To mm-hmm. so send out, you know, crazy emails or have your manager or agent reach out to ah. everything you possibly can, start working on something that's a passion project. Whatever is going to, to lift you to higher echelons and skyrocket straight forward, not as, a, not as just like a pivot over right. to one other thing, like taking over and wearing a crown. That's what yeah. this energy is all about. So you need to harness that. All Pisces are experiencing this in some capacity. Mm. So that's really crucial. The other thing to notice, too, is that you are going through eclipses in your, in your identity. So in Cancer, the, last one, the first one started actually last July. In 2018 we're going to have another one on uh, July 2nd then we're going to continue to have these throughout the next year and a mm-hmm. half and then also you're having eclipses in your partnership sector but the thing about the partnership sector so you know it could be you know in one way for, for people that, that are cancers or have strong cancer energy you know releasing relationships that are not working for them or it's same thing with Capricorns you know like being redirected to someone that's better for them it, but also it could be business too you know, so this could be agents, managers, publicists, you know, attorneys, yeah. you know, financial planners, all of that kind of stuff, and it's going to hit you in in some of these ways. But also with it falling in your identity, it allows you to harness and be redirected to destiny, whatever is yeah. your your true soul purpose, and you have more power to do that. That's amazing.
6: And you're super happily married. Like you, uh, I've seen the photos of you and your hubby. It's literally the cutest. Um, And I know you briefly told Kyle before we started talking on air, uh, what's your husband's sign? He's cancer.
5: Mm, He's going
6: through
5: it too. Yeah. So he's going through those kinds of shifts as well. So it could even be like you guys are making new long-term plans together, choosing to have a baby, buying a house, doing all of those partnership things.
7: Yeah, we've been doing. I mean, together, which has been like interesting. When, especially when you're in a partnership, when the energy aligns, of like, okay, we both went. This is like this is a new growth phase and a new (sighs) foundation phase for like some really long term things in our family and our relationship. I mean, like 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 babies. We started a business. I've been doing a lot of like stuff on my end. It's it's really very much true. (laughs) Hi, man. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I mean, it's like my heart
5: just like, because it's like I can't wait to be in that kind of partnership too because it's like, you know, obviously when you're like, you know, bringing people up or if you're, someone's bringing you up or if there's, you know, obviously there needs to be, you know, a union of helping and, and nurturing growth for each other. But like, you know, that, it should, I, like, I can't wait for it to feel natural again. And that's why I'm, yeah. I'm holding out to find that person, you, you know? Should,
7: because I think it's the thing too where, I mean, with us, the great thing is, is that we give. We I think we both allow just naturally. We have, mm-hmm. you know, we're individuals too. Mm-hmm. So We're together, but we're individuals. So there's individual growth happen happening, mm-hmm. but all that individual growth is actually benefiting, like the whole. Yeah. Um, oh, love so getting yeah, love Yeah, it. yeah. So yeah, out there, boo. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
5: yeah. no, it's like it's funny because like I go about combat compatibility and stuff too. Like it's like what science would ideally want? I mean, I I would. Right. You know, if if the person would, and I were aligned, it wouldn't really matter, you know. But like, I mean, technically, Virgo and Capricorn would be really great for me. You mm-hmm. know, I would definitely jump on a Cancer to Scorpio okay. if they're not insane. You know, a Pisces <laughs> for sure. But like again, it's like one of those things where it's like got to be aligned. You Absolutely. know, I'm not like out here hunting like on Tinder or on Instagram right. for like people that are hashtagging like Pisces lover. You know what I mean? Right, I don't and then know. They're
7: on awareness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways,
5: that was a tangent. All I right. don't <laughs> me. <laughs> right. right. So, I mean, hey, you know me. You know. I, I got you.
2: One, one. I,
5: I'm going to find a husband through this podcast. I know what's going to happen. I am so serious. You, like,
7: send me your ideals. I was like, actually, I'm gay.
2: <laughs> okay.
5: <laughs> After this, we're talking about, we're in the ditch. I love it. So, but let's, let's jump to some career moments, actually, for you, just because I want to jump into more of your chart. So, this week is a full moon in your career sector, June 17th. So there's either going to be some big culminations that are mm. happening. I mean, granted you're on this podcast, but like think of think of doing a publicity campaign, release some great photos yeah. from photo shoots or whatever you can do to get more buzz about yeah. you because this is a big moment this this yeah. part of the year. Then the next moment here is uh, starting on November 26th. A doorway opens in your career, and it's mm. for 10 days. So something naturally is going to you know organically fall in there, but you also really want to focus upon laying the important actions, sending the important emails, doing something, launching something. Do that then, and then that's going to actually define your career for all of 2020.
7: Wow. Okay, so November 26th.
5: Yeah, you really need to jump on that. So there's that. And then I think the last thing I'll mention here is actually for all Pisces is that you're going through eclipses starting last year, and it's going to continue, like I said, for another year.
7: and eclipses meaning
5: they're destined events that were happened that were were you're meant to cross these these thresholds to be led to the you know the, the greatest abundance in your life that you're yes. supposed to have. So you're actually experiencing uh, eclipses in your uh, social sector. so you're going to be having very significant friendships that either leave because they're no longer helping or your social sector is going to increase rapidly. like just suddenly you have like, New best friends, yeah. new great friends, people that you love, your network's gonna expand. As well as in your love sector, that is going, you're going to you're gonna be falling more deeply in love and it also represents that you're going through eclipses in fertility. So you may actually have a shock
7: um, Pregnancy. I was like, we were just yeah. talking about that on the way here. Like I was like we've been baby talk. It's like the body is going. What? Mm. The <laughs> alarms I mean, going off. The are doing that to you, though. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So <laughs> that
5: is my personal read for you. Obviously, I'll send you stuff. And anything you ever have a question about, just reach out to me. Okay, and amazing. yeah, I, I mean I'm here. I want to I want to help people live a life of yeah you know fulfillment. So, well,
7: I love it too because it's not just like here's. You know, here's, like, a general thing about your sign. It's like, oh, here's how you can utilize it and when.
5: Exactly. It's
7: totally different.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, some people are like, oh, like, predict things for me. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that, you know, depending on certain things and certain transits to see what is manifesting. But but I want to make it productive. It's not just predictive, it's productive. Yeah. It's something that we can use as a tool to truly get Everything we want, you yeah. know, so that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And
6: by the way, you know, speaking of friendship, open invitation for you and your hubby to our pool all summer, so yeah, you
5: know, it it's gorgeous. Yeah. I love it, it looks <laughs> over the entire city, and you can see the sunrise and the sunset every single day. Yeah, oh, yeah. uh, I love to see it. Yeah, I'll bring little unicorn inflatable, movie. yes, uh. and you can hug potentials for me.
6: Actually, that
5: I was all well, like, you <laughs> might, I'll
6: bring my hubby, but uh, maybe me wait, too. I, we both need men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't
4: need men. I just want one. Yes. We both want men. So, so that's
6: the common denominator.
4: So they, yeah. they do. Hey. Hell yeah, they do. Yeah, right? I am so badass. <sighs> wow. I have
5: I know. And I just, oh, Sorry. We all do. Well,
6: speaking of men that may or may not have a lot to offer, we are going to segue into our last segment of Bang, Mary, Kill, our last one for Gemini season. Okay, so we have Michael, Sarah. Dave Franco, a.k.a. James Franco's hotter little brother, who mm-hmm. seems like a much better
7: guy. He's married to
6: Alison Brie. Alison Brie. Who went to college. Call me. Oh, no <laughs> way! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. so she funny.
7: That right when I was getting and she was leaving. Oh. She's fantastic.
6: So, That's yeah. so cool. And then, last one, a lot of us might want to kill him, so this might not be a fair one, um, but Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So
5: we always let our guests go first.
6: Okay, so we're a
5: bang M- Mary, bang, Mary Hill.
7: Hill. Okay, so I say May surprise you. I'm gonna bang Shia LaBeouf. Be crazy. Because I feel like it might be like a really crazy night. Like, there might be. I get it, I get it, I get it. There's no hate. Mary Franco, for sure.
4: Uh, And kill. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. But like. Not for me.
7: Not for me. Oh, no. Have you ever seen
6: This Is the End? Yes. He gets killed in that movie very epically. It's in my
2: subconscious. Yes. No
6: offense to you, Michael. It's just, we've seen it already. Michael, you're wonderful. Let's be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be friends. Okay, so, hmm. I am going to, I guess I'll marry Michael Sarah, but have like a real legit love affair with Dave Franco on the side. So, you know, the two of them can really like make one man. And then, yeah, I'm going to kill Shia LaBeouf because I don't
5: trust that guy in
6: bed. Like, he might kill me first.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, I just don't think this is an, a, a fair assessment because... I, and here, I've never met Shia yet. I, we will probably bump into him at some point in time. I hope not. It's probably going to happen. You know how it is. With our, yeah. So, it's probably going to happen. But, yeah, I just... He really annoys me. So, I can't give, like, a very authentic, you know, assessment of, like, if he is a human being that I want to share breath with. <laughs> um, but we're just going to, uh, I don't
4: know. We have uh, talking about breath, so we're just gonna Yeah.
5: Have share right? Um, I don't know. I feel like...
6: Michael Cera is supposed to be a really cool guy.
2: Yeah.
6: And I mean, he's insanely talented. I kind of
5: married both of them. Uh, I, yeah, I need together. more Google search images. What do I really do? Uh, no. Shia's got to go. He has got to go. like, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, no <laughs> thanks. And I feel like Michael is, like, I'm cuter than him, so, like, you know, if he were gay, like, he'd definitely be a little stigmatized. so, um... <laughs>
6: yeah, if Michael Sarah was yeah. gay. Yeah, and I'm
5: sure he's, like, just so nice, so I guess we'll just bang, but, like, yeah, definitely would date Frank, like, would, uh, marry Dave Franco. Have
6: beautiful babies. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, mean, yeah. I love yeah. that. we yeah, be all marry Dave Franco? Yeah. 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 I'll share. sign Fine. <laughs> As long as Allison Breed's okay with it. <laughs> you could you have a connection, so just just let her know we're interested for a polyamorous, um sexually fluid marriage Dave oh, <laughs> Franco. Well we hope that you guys have enjoyed this Show. Episode. <laughs> this ast- this astro. Not even wine, guys. No, <laughs> no wine. No wine. This astro episode of Astro Kiki. Um, Elizabeth, tell us. Can you tell us anything that's going on next with you, or like what we can look out for?
7: Actually, it's in the career mode. So I have two television series that I've been co-creating, and we're getting
6: ready to bring those suckers out.
7: Yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's good timing, yeah,
7: great timing. right? great timing. Yeah. Pretty great timing.
6: Amazing. So would these be the ones that you're starring in and producing, writing? Yes, creating, producing.
5: Absolutely. All
7: of the things. Yeah. Yeah, but also just want to make it good. Good show. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a sci fi and a
6: drama and a comic
7: book. Oh my
5: God. Uh, I love it. I mean, that literally sounds like exactly the stuff I write. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I love you guys. Amazing. Right? For real, I love you. Well,
6: where can everyone follow you to follow you on your journey and watch your star ride? On my journey, watch my star ride. I'm mm-hmm.
7: uh, mostly on Insta. I do kind of choose. So, on Insta, I'm E Francis, F R A N C E S, 0 3. Uh, and then on the Twitter and on the Facebook, I'm real Liz Francis. Somebody made that up. I didn't. I won't lie. But, it's, but I'm the real Liz
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You I'm are. The
4: I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love
6: that. Anyone that wants to impersonate anybody, just be like, I'm the real. it's like, <laughs> no, you're <way>. not.
4: <laughs>
6: um, thank you so much. This is so much oh, fun. And I'm guys. very excited to connect. And when I say I. Kyle calls me a celebrity intuitive sometimes, just because like I kind of am like this person's gonna blow up, this person's gonna break up, they're gonna get together. So, and I really felt from the second I met Elizabeth that, like, she was going to be so big and that this interview one day we could look back and be like, oh, God, look at those numbers, girl Thank go. you, and let's, we'll
7: do this again. Yeah, In, absolutely. like, a huge way when y'all blow up. Yeah. yeah I like it too. Like, it's mutual. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <Thank> you.
6: <laughs> well, you guys can follow me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Astro Peaky Radio.
5: Thanks for joining us, guys. I'm Kyle Thomas, pop culture astrologer. You can find me on Instagram at Thomas.
6: And he's open for inquiries, guys. Book him.
5: Absolutely. Book That's him. Very true.
6: Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology.